Hi, welcome to Is This a Brie? My name's Christine. And I'm Anne-Marie. And we are here to talk about grilled cheese today, which, as we all know, is very important. We're going to talk about the merits of using different cheeses in your grilled cheese, both fancy and not. We're going to dive in a little bit into what American cheese slices actually are. And, like always, we're going to talk about eating whatever cheese you choose with no shame. We are releasing this with our Christmas episode, which we thought would be sort of a fun little back-to-back since at least when I'm home with my parents, which I usually am around the holidays, I always, for whatever reason, seem to be hungry at like midnight and often need a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's also, it also might be the case that you went really overboard on presents this year and just need to eat grilled cheese for the rest of the month to deal with that. So whatever the reason, it's a good time of year to be talking about grilled cheese, I think. So what we're going to do today is mostly sort of talk about options for your grilled cheese. We have a few cheeses that we like to use, but um, what we're mostly going to do actually is give you a framework for understanding what cheeses might be really good on grilled cheese. Um, And also just sort of allow you to use your own imagination and skill. Um, Anne-Marie and I have both taught grilled cheese classes um, for the public for years now. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny because grilled cheese is such a comfort food. But when you put fancy cheese in the mix, people kind of get skittish and nervous all of a sudden. They just like don't know what to use or like if they should be using fancy cheese or whatever. And so we're going to talk about some fancy cheeses and some not fancy cheeses. Right. Like people absolutely freak out. And that's okay because society tells us that we should be afraid of things that are fancy and that we're not worthy of them. But we are here to tell you that even artisanal, quote, fancy cheese, you are always worthy of and you shouldn't be scared of it. And if you are, (laughs) that's fine. And that's why we're here. Uh, you also don't have to use fancy cheese in your grilled cheese at all. So yeah, totally. I mean, I always have a drawer full of cheese um, in my fridge. Of course. But honestly, I often use American cheese for grilled cheeses, depending on what I'm looking for. So we thought it'd actually be a fun time to talk about American cheese and what that means. Um, because funnily enough, I mean, American cheese was... And when we're talking about American cheese, we're talking about processed cheese, right? Like there is cheese from America and then there's American cheese, Mm -hmm. the category. And American cheese was kind of invented as a way to use up leftovers and to sort of make cheese go further um, and to feed more people, which is always a noble um, intent. Um, But now, you know, we kind of know that it's not quite as good for us because it has often, um, you know, a lot of fillers that we're not excited about. It's not all cheese. In fact, it's not even mostly cheese some of the time. Nope. Um, (laughs) And there's some fun confusion around color. People have very strong feelings or can have very strong feelings about whether your American cheese or even cheddar cheese or whatever can be orange or if it should be white, if it should be more yellow. 
And we are here to talk about that as well. Yeah. So right now, actually, as a fun game, an experiment, <laughs> um, we'll talk about this in a sec, but just like think about if you normally have a preference for white American cheese or yellow American cheese or orange American cheese or white cheddar or yellow or orange cheddar. And then just like just note if you have a preference, if you don't also cool. And then we'll talk about that in a little bit. Because I as I'm thinking about it, like we're obviously going somewhere with this. But I think when I it comes down to it, usually if I'm buying cheddar cheese, I usually buy yellow cheddar. Like it's it feels more cheddary to me as far as like the like block stuff or the grated stuff, which Mm -hmm. is irrational. But it's how I feel. Do you have a preference? Which is also... Also valid. Yes. Feelings around cheese are always valid. Exactly. Whether we agree with them or not. <laughs> 100%. I think I, I think I normally get uh, white American. But I think that's also in the same vein coming from a long history of me despising craft singles. Yes. And that's just like, you know, and that's just, I, I feel like I'm the opposite of like, most children growing up that like have craft singles because I remember going over to friends houses and like being given craft singles as a snack and me legitimately hating the taste and having to pretend and I felt like I was such a loser for not <laughs> liking it like I I legitimately felt like I was missing out on this huge cultural experience and I was weird and I needed to like shut up and tell everybody that I enjoyed it and I was just like yeah we have we have so many of those in my house like we we have like a a whole fridge full of singles of craft (laughs) like it was looking back very silly that I felt that way but growing up in the dairy business and craft kind of being an enemy to the dairy industry for a little bit which we're not gonna get into um <laughs> later 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 different episode take us out for drinks yeah. and we'll yeah, yeah. we'll go I'll, into that i'll talk way too long um but then i'll i'll, I'll buy your drink for listening to me rant um <laughs> but yeah i think <laughs> all that to say yeah i think white american is what i go for normally so the fun thing, and we'll do this in classes too, like actually sometimes even if I'm really um, feeling this soapbox, then I'll like put white American, or not American, but I'll put white cheddar on a plate and yellow cheddar next to it and we'll taste it. And actually it's exactly the same yeah. thing. Um, when you have a yellow or orange American cheese or cheddar cheese or whatever, it's just been colored with a natto which is the seed of the acute plant, um, which is a tropical plant. And it just adds color. It doesn't add flavor. doesn't do anything else. It is just meant to simulate or just, well, meant to create a yellow color that originally would have been trying to simulate grass feeding. Like when you put cows, specifically cows, on pasture and let them eat grass to their heart's content, then they have a lot of what's called beta carotene in their milk. And beta carotene is a precursor to vitamin A in our bodies. Um, It's also what gives carrots that lovely orange color. Um, And so if you feed cows mostly hay or mostly grains or whatever, they're not really going to have that like vibrant yellow color when you turn that milk into cheese. 
but if they have eaten just a bunch of grass, um, then you'll get a really, really beautiful saturated yellow cheese. So originally that annatto was meant to imitate that and now is just kind of its own thing. I don't think we're really trying to imitate uh, grass feeding cows anymore because people don't know that that's a thing. It's just like a personal preference. Right. Um, and feels quintessentially cheesy, I think. Yeah, it's kind of like that's that's the color that, you know, everyone associates with cheese, like the mac and cheese Crayola crayon, you know, it's like that. I feel like that's what people think of as the color of cheese is more of that annatto-y, yellowy, orangey color. Yeah, yeah. It feels like if I were to ha- like order a cheeseburger somewhere and have white cheese be on it, I think I would be surprised. Mm-hmm. I think I would, even though I like fully understand that that's not really how it like that, like white cheddar or like white American is like the exact same thing. It's funny how strongly that association is in our brains. Right. I mean, there's whole studies there's whole fields of science on like color theory and like how that affects our brains and our decisions in life and all of that and i'm i'm sure you know mcdonald's picked the picked red and yellow as their colors because those are the two colors that make people the most hungry so i'm sure that that also has i feel like that kind of cheesy annatto color is a combination i mean <laughs> orange is a combination of red and yellow because <laughs> I was an art student and I love primary colors. (laughs) Great. Doing well. But like that might have something to do with it. (laughs) Of that, like that makes us hungry in a way. Yeah. Yeah. There is something very like deeply emotionally seated, I think, about colors and cheese. So even though we kind of present you know, it's the same thing. Like, if it's not the same thing to you, that's fine. But just so you know, rationally, or at least as far as, like, what your tongue is tasting, it is the same thing. Right. And that's and that's the thing, right? It's like, if it's different to you, then great. Along the same lines, like, when we're talking about American processed cheese, it is, it's not cheese. Right. It's not cheese. It is right. a cheese right. product. Yeah. That doesn't mean it doesn't taste good. We will we will never yeah. shame you for enjoying any cheese product you like. If you if something tastes good, live your life, live your best damn life, and like go for it. But I will yeah. never call it cheese. No, yeah, and I mean it's. I guess we can still call it a grilled cheese sandwich because that's just that's just what it is, right? Yeah, I think especially with like tomato bisque Ooh. or like. Actually, it's like a bacon and egg and cheese sandwich. Like sometimes I want American cheese and it's not completely cheese. And I'm super duper at peace with that. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like in those, I'm like looking for texture more than flavor. Exactly. And that's what that and the thing about American processed cheese, like what a lot of people like about it. One of the characteristics of it is that it has a very low melting point. And so that's why it's really good for grilled cheeses and any anything melty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you want to do that, live your life, we will be happy for you and your grilled cheese experiences. But if you want to get a little fancier with grilled cheeses, uh, we have some thoughts on cheeses that will be better for you, mm-hmm. which is essentially um, when we're talking about cheese for melting, um, it's useful to sort of go back to how cheese is made, which is essentially making milk jerky as we have talked before you're basically 
taking the fat and protein in milk and you're sort of separating it from the liquid and you're doing something to it. So we talked in our Christmas episode how, you know, with a really sort of soft, decadent cheese like Latour, you're ladling your curds, you're keeping them very loose and wet Um, Curd, of course, being the fat and protein. And that's one thing you can do if you want a super soft sort of decadent cheese. Um, If you want a sturdier cheese, like a cheddar or like a parm or like a gruyere, then you need to get the water out of uh, curd and you need to sort of make it more solid. So one of the ways you can do that is by cooking the curd, which traditionally was done um, as sort of a shortcut for not having salt to add to cheese. Um, Salt is a really important regulator of the bacterial changes going on in the cheese and also helps as far as drying it out. So when you cook your curd, um, you're essentially melting those little curds um, to knit them together. And once you've made it into a cheese, cooked curd cheeses do really, really well or can do really, really well Um, as melters, um, especially if they're in more what we call the alpine style, alpine family, I guess. Um, There are cooked curd cheeses like Parm, Parmigiano Reggiano, uh, which are delicious, but because you've gotten so much of the moisture out of them, they really wouldn't be a good melter. So if you love Parm or Parmigiano Reggiano, that's awesome. You can add it to your grilled cheese. Um, But really what you'd want to use as your base is something more like or even like a cheddar, um, something that's a little bit younger and more elastic, basically. You might have noticed if you've ever done this in the past that if you make a grilled cheese only with cheddar, that it can get kind of oily. And that is just like the fat separating from the protein when it's heated up, just because cheddaring is a little bit of a different process. And depending on the kind of cheddar that you're using could be better or worse. And that's why American cheese doesn't do that because American cheese is just like Christine was saying, combinations of other cheeses that was used and it was great for the war. That's also why there's more preservatives in it because at that time you needed a longer shelf life because you need to feed people and you need it to last. And the way that you, that melts like that and doesn't separate is because that processed part of it is just those other cheeses mixed with an emulsifier which is used in a lot of things like salad dressings and all sorts of stuff. But that just keeps all of that from separating. So it still stays as one thing. Yeah. And, you know, if you love if you've made a parm only grilled cheese and you really loved it, that's great. Like don't uh, sometimes as cheese people, we sort of have to be like cheese therapists for people like Mm -hmm. Be like, no, you are valid in what you're doing. So like if you already have something that you love and it's something that we have told you not to do, don't listen to us. It doesn't yeah, matter. Who, who the but, hell cares you know, who we are? Just like live your life. <laughs> right. Live your life. But, you know, if you're looking for some sort of stretchy melt to your grilled cheese, um, something like Comte is going to be great. Something like especially younger cheddar um, is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, in general, sort of like younger cheeses, I prefer in my grilled cheeses at least. And, you know, even within cheeses that aren't fancy, you really can do some, you really can sort of like perfect those flavors and like find your favorite kind. Uh, for me, my favorite pepper jack is from Maple Leaf, which is in Wisconsin. 
And I kind of, I love spice anyway. So that's something that I really like in my grilled cheese. And I especially like maple leaf because they use fresh peppers rather than dried peppers. So there's sort of like a fruitiness to the, to the pepper jack, which is, a, which I love, you know, you're getting that real pepper flavor. Um, but you also, I sometimes will uh, do, there's like a habanero pepper jack that Cabot Ooh. does, which I especially love. And as someone who lives in Vermont, I feel like my Vermontiness um, requires me to buy a Cabot sometimes um, <laughs> because it's a delicious snacky cheese. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, even as sort of people who work in fancy cheese, we um, are multitude when it comes yes. to grilled cheese. We contain <laughs> multitudes of cheese preferences yes. and literally we contain multitudes of cheese because so many cheese. <laughs> Eat it constantly. Actually, speaking of cheeses that aren't cheese, Yetust, I guess, technically wouldn't be cheese because it's the whey part of separating milk instead of the curd part. Yeah, it's one of those things. I'm actually writing a piece on Yetost and I've just decided that I'm going to call it cheese, but mentioned at the beginning that it's not really cheese. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like a cheese product, but it's not a cheese product like American cheese is a cheese product. You know, it's like a right. It's like there's, there's nothing artificial about it. It's a, yeah. a cheese with a lot of tradition and heritage, but it's just made with a different part of the milk when you separate it than what you normally yeah. do. But that exactly. is, if you've never had it before, Yetost is a very traditional Scandinavian type of cheese. There's it seems closer to caramel than it does cheese because you really are caramelizing the way and the process of making it. And it's so cool. And like we talk about it and we'll, we'll do a whole other thing on Yetost and talk more in depth about it. But what I use it for in terms of grilled cheese is I use it as the peanut butter part of a PB&J. Yeah. <laughs> because it does have that like caramely, nutty, like fudgy quality and put that with some of your favorite jams and jellies and preserves. And it's it's really cool. Like, I love so doing good. it. It's definitely, it's very filling. It's not like a grab-and-go yes. PB&J, like this is, <laughs> this is for the road. And it's not a grilled cheese at all. It's a grilled, not cheese sandwich. <laughs> but... It's fun. You can do whatever you want. Like, I feel like that's the theme of this episode. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> enjoy cheese as you enjoy enjoying it. Yeah, so basically, as you are making your grilled cheeses, um, if you have questions about what will melt and what won't, definitely feel free to tag us. Um, send us a little DM, email us. If it's really worrisome to you, we would love to help. Um, but, you know, open a little beer situation or like little Beaujolais or even like a nice little traditional method, sparkling wine, which I find is really nice. Like the toastiness oh, yeah. of that with grilled cheese, I think is just really fantastic. But whatever you're doing, just enjoy it is really what we came here to say. Yeah. Grilled cheese is all about nostalgia and the products at their finest and simplest together. Exactly. So whichever combination you ever choose, do it with love. <laughs> <laughs> and the attitude of not giving a fuck because that's important when it comes to cheese, I think. 
Yeah, exactly. Enjoy yourself. Don't give a fuck and have fun. Absolutely. So we're going to go eat our own grilled cheeses, I think. Yeah. But have a wonderful day, everyone. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.